Welcome to the Storyteller series, Author Interviews, a Nightshift Radio original. I'm your host, Megs, and today I'm speaking to Kevin J. Lindsay, the author of our February print edition, Near Misses. Kevin J. Lindsay is a writer and a musician living just outside of Philadelphia. He is currently editing a collection of short stories and working on a solo music project called Heist Picture. For more information on the Storyteller series, please visit nightshiftradio.com. This is Mike Wyant Jr., the editor for Night Shift Media Group's The Storyteller Series podcast. Book two of the Anesian Convergence, Fallen Hunter, is out today. Set 300 years after the events of Last Bid for a Dying Earth, humanity now spans the galaxy. But as FTL jumps increase in number, a new danger presents itself. Breaches that lead to a destroyed world filled with demons. In response, one secret order of hunters has come forward. Wielding eldritch forces, hunters seal these breaches and banish the demons back to hell. But now, a breach unlike any other is torn open, and with it comes the murderous hordes. Only the hunter, D, can stop them, but she'll lose everything in the process. To stay up to date with all Anesian Convergence news, subscribe to my little-used newsletter at MikeWyantJR.com. You can also find all info on new releases at MikeWyantJR.com AC-release. The Anesian Convergence awaits. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Max. It's good to, good to hear you. Good to see you. Uh, brilliant. Brilliant. So we'll just jump straight into it. Okay. Um, quite a broad question that is going to come out of the woodwork first. Tell yeah. us a bit about yourself. Um, you as a person, you as a writer, you know, your hobbies, mm. anything. Give us the lowdown. Well, yeah. So um, this story, Near Misses, is the first story I've actually ever had published. So it's kind of a big deal for me. Oh, wow. Um, I, yeah, I, uh, I've been writing for since I was a little kid. I probably um, really started to take it seriously in my mid-20s. Um, I'm 35 now. So probably about right around then I, I started to seriously consider it. But yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a day job working in an office in like a sales department, coaching people on sales stuff. And I have this dog sitting thing that I'm doing on the side here. So I'm always since the pandemic I'm working from home and I'm kind of roaming around in people's houses and dog babysit their dogs and, uh, and writing a couple of hours a day. And, um, and that's kind of my whole world right now. It's just that it's just reading and writing and trying out different narrative styles and different subjects. Um, and there's, uh, trying to see what I can do, you know, and dogs, apparently lots of lots of dogs. And dogs and dogs. No, that's amazing. Absolutely. Honestly, I think the pandemic has really made a lot of people adjust their thought process and their writing, not even just writing process, creative process, work life, things like that. So, um, I mean, it's it's great that you're able to go on. You know, I was going to say that I'm, I'm, I'm with you about the pandemic thing, because I think initially there was like a, a burst of creative energy as there's nowhere to go. And it's like, okay, we're hunkered down. I'm going to do whatever I can. But then it sort of dry. I don't know about it for you, but for me, it sort of dried up because I wasn't seeing anyone or going anywhere or doing anything. So I had nothing to, I felt blank. You know what I mean? Like I had nothing to talk about. Um, so it sort of did, and then it kind of came back. So, um, so now I don't know, as the world reopens, I find that I do more 
I can't like sequester myself in the house for two years and expect to write a novel. I have to be mm-hmm. out doing things. You know what I mean? So recent, recently it's kind of picked yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's yeah. like, um, yeah, you can't, you know, a lot of, a lot of being a creative person. And I imagine being a writer is about taking, you know, things that you've learned as being, just being out in the, in the world, like, you know, life experiences or just knowing people like, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people that, um, that I, I know personally that have written and things like that, you know, they, they see someone and they're like, Ooh, that's an interesting, like, maybe what would their life be? Like, I, my, I love to do that really funny game where you sit outside. I've been doing it, taking it, my dog on a walk. I've been Mm. sitting outside and you see two people talking that are like really far away. And you're like yeah. sat there thinking, like, what are they talking about? And yeah. then you like run the conversation in your head, and it's like, wow, that was a really awful cup of coffee. Yeah, it was terrible. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> so, like, you know how you when you when you're just by yourself and you're like you're locked down because you know we were lockdown was so it was so intense. It was such an intense time for everybody yeah. all over the globe. Um, yeah. That yeah, no, definitely, I can imagine that it's it was very difficult to to create and to write but you know now everything's starting to open up again are the creative juices are flowing again they are they are yeah things are starting to open up but, I, but I, I like you find ways i found um so i live outside of philadelphia and i found the last video rental store i in like i think on the in the northeast wow. of it. like there's like and I, I stumbled into it by accident i was going to a doctor and i was really and i went in and I thought they sold DVDs and stuff and I was going to go buy one. And I was like, how much, how much is this? And the guy was like, well, it's, you know, $4 for, for four nights. So I was like, you guys are a video rent. I couldn't believe it. And uh, so I went there yeah. and everybody that worked there, it was men and women from probably like 20 years old to 40 who all worked there. And they all went to film school and they'd seen every single movie ever. So I would just wow. go in there three times a week and just be like, what do I watch? You know? And they would give me a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And, that kind of held me over, I think, uh, creatively and spiritually, whatever that means, like some sort of, it gave me, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch every single movie. No, I know exactly what you mean. You know? And yeah, mm-hmm. so that was yeah. good. But yeah, but uh, but that was not really a, a, a substantive substitute for human contact. So it's getting better now. And I feel, yeah. I feel no, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, no, it's like, like it's a hundred percent. Like I said, I, I completely understand. Um, and that's a really interesting experience, though, a video rental yeah. store in 2022. Yeah. And they closed in the pandemic, which makes no sense to me. Oh, uh, that's, and it was like, yeah, it was tragic. It was tragic. They closed down and, uh, yeah, RIP. Viva. Oh, that's yeah. really sad, though. That was really sad. Yeah, but it helped. Was. It helped you. It made you through. You know, it helped you get through the last two years. So we will uh, we'll, we'll get into that then. When did you yeah. have a specific inspiration behind writing uh near misses or what 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 was it that made you sit down and go i want to write this piece or just not even think about doing it just do it you know what what was the inspiration behind it all it's weird it was actually a little bit of all those things like when i actually the day i started writing it i was started writing on christmas day and um i guess it was 2020 oh wow now. yeah it was christmas day and it was right in the middle of all this and mm-hmm. i was not I had like a health thing going on and I just felt horrible and um, it was Christmas. I'm like, I don't want to go to Christmas and which is weird because mm-hmm. I have a good connection with my family, but it was just, it was just like a dark place. It was just a dark time, you know? And I thought mm-hmm. if I don't sit down and write something 
I'm just going to get in my head and have a panic attack. And I'm going to ruin, I'm just going to, I'm just going to ruin my day. So I started writing mm-hmm. it that morning. Um, and I sat there with it for a couple of hours and it, it worked. It got me out of my head and out of the house, but, but I, so that was really just like a, it kind of sit down and it sort of, uh, all sort of tumbled out of me. But I, I think that I had a couple of things going. I I'd seen a movie that, um, that really there's a there's a movie um a david fincher movie called mank about henry Mankiewicz, the guy mm-hmm. who's a ghostwriter on um uh citizen kane and amanda safry plays mm-hmm. marion davies in it and she and i just seen that and she reminded me of a girl that i know who has that same quality that lucy one of the main characters in your missus has this sort of like a mm-hmm. sort of like an effervescent optimism that's just so contagious and and I wanted to write about her. That was in the back of my head, you know? Uh, and then. Right. Yeah. So there's a couple of different things going on. And then the other thing was that I was working on a bunch of different short stories at the time and I was trying to do like all of the things, you know, I wanted to write a story that was like a long action sequence because it's tough. That's difficult to do. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to write one that had a, a really just unsavory protagonist who was like, can I get, you know, can I get myself to like this guy? And then I wanted to do a long dialogue piece because I'd never had done that and it scared me. And I, and I felt like that's really, that's like, that's a tough thing to keep up in the air, you know, to have several pages of people just going back and forth talking and not lose the reader or myself, you know? Um, so it was all those kind of things. And I thought, right, I'm going to write a romantic comedy, which is not in my wheelhouse even a little bit. And I'll see if I can stand it mm-hmm. at the end of it, you know? <laughs> So it was all about just pushing yourself out of your comfort zones and, you know, pushing the box out and seeing what you can do and, you know. Yeah. And what it sounds like anyway, it's definitely something that. No, you're right. Yeah, It was about pushing and seeing what I could, what I could do. Um, But then there was also the main character was a guy who's 40 and he goes to this cafe and he meets this Mm -hmm. girl who's like half his age. And that was the thing that is sort of not in vogue at the moment, I think culturally it's a thing yeah. that's we're sort of waking up to how uneven our scales are socially and culturally you know and so this mm-hmm. is the sort of thing mm-hmm. that was like I just thought people are going to see this and go ah, like you know and just initially yeah I felt like don't do this so I felt like I should do this <laughs> yeah right as you know soon as I mean? like as soon as your brain's like you shouldn't do it I yeah, said, yeah, but I, I want like, it you know like, you know, like when to. you like you you like look at something you're like that looks really like that would burn me but i want to touch it like that's what that was that that sounds exactly what that moment was it was like yeah it was like oh it's raining outside or i'm in the hail that looks like that would hurt but i want to go outside i want to do it it. so no yeah that sounds that sounds really great it's um yeah it's a process that i think you know i'm sure a lot of a lot of writers go through is pushing trying to write things that push themselves outside of their comfort zone or pushing boundaries and things like that. And um, it's really interesting to hear, you know, especially with Near Misses being your first published piece. It's, um, you know, I'm sure a lot, I'm sure a lot of budding writers and authors would, you know, like to hear that, that, you know, this is a piece that you were pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone with. Yeah. And I never thought, I honestly didn't think it would get published. And I mean, if, you know, uh, for any, for anybody who's read it, it's not, I don't think that there's anything that's, um, nothing's going to turn your stomach or anything. I'm not saying it was like some daring, brave thing that I did. It's just a little off right now no, at the moment. And, um, you know, but, but yeah. I, I thought, ah, people are going to just not really take a second look at this. And so 
when it when it kind of got published, I, I was like, I, wow, okay, all right. So so I guess that means tr- trust your instincts, Kev. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely trust your instincts. It's all about yeah. like you know, and I think that's the great thing about uh, the storytellers series and the print edition, and you know the whole the whole shebang of what's going on with the storyteller series is that. Just put something in. You never know. You never know if things are going to get, you know, take that leap of faith. Just do it. Just well, and the, and that was you back. the worst that people can say is no. Right. Right. That's you know? it. And that's such a, yeah, such a big scary thing until you actually put it out there. But that's just a credit to, to, to Night mm-hmm. Shift Radio. That's what I like about what they do is that there's, there was, you know, when you're looking at submissions, there was no, a, a lot of, publications will say, Hey, we want this. We want sci-fi. We want horror. We want this many pages. We want this kind of characters. And, and Nightshade Freddy was literally just like, send us what you got, you know? And if we like it, we like yep. it. If we don't, we don't. And I was like, that's exactly what I, that's not only what I want to, you know, hear, but that's where I want to go. I want to go to see what, yep. whatever weird thing people are up to, you know, or not. So yeah, weird, no, definitely. We're not so weird. You never know, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. What it is. Both are good. Yeah. So yeah, no, definitely. And, um, when writing near misses so we've painted the picture it's christmas you're feeling a bit rotten you write down was there a moment you know even though it like helped get out your head a little bit was there a moment that you you know whether it was in the moment or looking back on it that you were writing and you were like hey i'm really liking how this line is Mm -hmm. coming together or this you know this little bit what what was there that moment at all Yes, uh, that's a very great, it's a great question too. So there was a moment, probably the first Christmas day I spent maybe, I don't know, two hours or something on just before I went out of the house. The next day I was writing on it. I was writing it from probably the morning to the afternoon. And um, I don't, I can't, I don't remember exactly what was in the dialogue, but there was a part where these two characters are talking and it starts to change direction. It goes from just being like sort of, um, just a uh, small talk and banter to like kind of go in a certain way. And I thought, and there's a sequence of, um, this is really like nerd level uh, writer, but there was a couple of paragraph no, breaks go, that I really go, liked. Go. <laughs> yeah. There was like a contrast mm-hmm. in these paragraph yeah. breaks that I really liked. And I thought this has a, I could feel the rhythm and then it sort of started to roll. And then I was kind of going on autopilot and that's the best part where you're like now I guess inspiration is taking over. I'm not plotting along. It sort of starts to, it sort of starts to snowball. And it was right in the middle of two main characters first conversation. I was like, I like these two people and I like where this is going. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that something that um you know can can be quite daunting as writing is that it, before that's that snowball starts rolling is the yeah. sitting and the thinking and yeah. being like right how is this how how can what is in my brain yeah how can i put that down you know yeah. um yeah. yeah no that's really lovely and i love i love that i absolutely love that um it does it makes me feel quite like warm that it was a piece that started out you know for you when you were feeling mm. not great and like now yeah. you're like yeah no it just snowballed it was great it was amazing yeah um and i i, I, guess I really i really love that Thanks, Megs. Yeah, it's uh, it's it definitely, it's moments like that that I remember that this just sort of re-energizes me on a on a really on like a very fundamental level, you know. And it's cool too because when you're making up stories about other people, you're not making up stories about yourself. You know what I mean? And that's that's all mm-hmm. the uh, anxiety is, right? You're just making up, you know, yeah, whatever is or isn't going to happen. So I just invent 
made I just make up people and give them problems and then I don't I then forget that I have yeah. instead of instead of you know you know you know that like when you're lying in bed and you're like oh no what if yeah. this person is like this and I, yeah no I definitely that? so I, I completely get that yeah right. why did I say that for me it happens in the shower it's always in the yeah. shower where yeah. I'm like oh this why why did and I'm just like just shower and get out just crack yeah. on with your day what are you doing um but right. no that totally it makes so much sense um and it's you know like I said it's it's amazing that it's such a a relief for you writing is such a like a mm. I'm not thinking about my own problems this character right. has a problem and we're gonna we're gonna solve it or we're right. not gonna solve it and we're just gonna work through it um so and, and eerily, uh, yeah. eerily the character's problems end up being sort of similar to mine in some way shape or form you know yeah uh, how that works right mm -hmm. and then you can work it out from yeah. a distance well, it's like, like I said yeah yeah it's like I said it, it goes back to you know, when you were just speaking at the beginning about the pandemic and about how you're like, oh, I've got all these creative juices. So slowly it ran out because you weren't having those real life experiences, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's great. It's like, that's what I love about um, reading people's work is uh, <laughs> is um, is that, you know, you it's whether it's like a sci fi piece, a fantasy piece, whatever kind of piece. <laughs> listeners won't be able to see this but one of the dogs the dog that kevin is currently looking after is um a very big boxer and yeah. is jumping all over kevin and I'm wanting losing. nothing but love ah. absolutely amazing that was a beautiful sorry, moment so, so i'm glad to witness that that's okay real life happens you know yeah. real life happens it, it's it, good nature it just... exactly yeah so anyway i'm so yeah. sorry so you're so, talking about in the so pandemic and losing those it. juices. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that will probably lead us on to, um, well, first of all, I want to ask the question of what's yeah. the best thing about looking after all these dogs? Because <sighs> like, you know, important, important. Yeah. There's um, so there's a lot of times I just feel like I grew up with a whole bunch of dogs. I can't have dogs where I live. I can't have any animals in my apartment. So mm -hmm. it is sort of like being a, I'm like a rent and uncle. You know what I mean? Like I show up and I play with the kids <laughs> and then I just leave, you know? So it, that yeah. I, I just love them. Um, and it's also another thing too, is like when I go to people's houses, a lot of times I get a creative burst because it's like, I'm in a different setting. I'm somewhere else. And, um, mm -hmm. I kind of like living out of a bag too. I was only home for a couple of days. Business, it's really picked up now because quarantine is coming to an end. But I think I was only home mm -hmm. for like a week this month. You know, I was just living elsewhere. Oh, so, wow. yeah. Yeah. So just getting to meet the dogs and like, um, and, and getting a lot of uh, a new setting to write things in is, is pretty great. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I think that. Sometimes if you sit, you know, in an office or in your own space all times, it can get quite stale. Um, yeah. you know, sometimes just just seeing how someone else decorates their house or like, mm -hmm. you know, seeing how a, a new town like works and clicks and stuff like that. It can, you know, inspiration can strike anywhere. Yeah, I totally agree. Which I think which I think is is so is so great. So we will move on to okay. was there a piece of advice? that has been given to you as a writer or that you've mm. come to terms with as a writer that you wish you had learned sooner? Uh, there's, 
well, there's two things I would say. One is one is from my dad, who's not a writer at all. But I was I was agonizing mm-hmm. over a novel I was working on probably about ten years ago, and I still believe it's a good idea. I believe the characters are vivid and interesting, and it will work someday. But I was not ready for it, and it was one of those things where. I wrote, I'd written probably 300 or some so pages and, and I threw them out. I didn't really throw them out. I mean, they're saved somewhere, but I was mm-hmm. like, none of this stuff this is going to work, you know? So, because it kept, it kept building. Like I kept, I, I'd have it going yep. in this one direction and then I introduced this character and I kind of fall in love with this character and I would go, oh, what's going on here with them? So it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I thought this is going to be 8,000 pages. Nobody wants to read. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, and I talked to my dad about it and he was like, why don't you just write a whole bunch of short stories and just get used to that? You know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, and he's not a writer. And, and I thought that's makes perfect sense. So then I, that's when I started to go, I'm just going to write these little, and I, then I've kind of fallen in love with the format. I mean, there's a, um, there's a girl named Marina Keegan who wrote a book. Well, she died and she died uh, right after she graduated from, from college. But her former um, teachers and parents put together a collection of her short stories. And it was the first collection of short stories I ever read. And they're, it's so fantastic. It's, it's, I can't believe how good they are for, especially for how old she was. And, um, and then I kind of went down this rabbit hole of reading David Sedaris and a bunch of old Roald Dahl stuff and just the short story format. So that is kind of like my niche for the moment. So that was great. And then the other thing probably was, um, from actual writers and it's not, it's not one writer, but I've heard uh, a bunch of people say this from like Cormac McCarthy to Stephen King to Quentin Tarantino and Elmore Leonard and all these people who would say, don't write an outline, just write vivid, start Mm -hmm. with a question and have some characters that you really, that you find really fascinating and see how they interact. And they'll tell you what the story's supposed to do. And I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't hear that terribly late, but it, it made a lot. It, it. I used to sit down and try to write an outline, and and work, fleshing out an idea like that feels kind of rigid and limiting. Now I would never do that. Now, um, so hearing that from people whose work I really respected, like wait, they don't know what's going on, like until they're at that point in the story. Like that's. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. It, I just thought everybody had it all figured out, which is almost never mm-hmm. the case. So that was another important. Yeah. <clears throat> no that's great that's great so so would you say that from that advice and you know the, the stuff from your dad obviously is amazing like sometimes I think the best advice in life always comes from a parental figure like yeah. even though like I always used to look up to um my parents or adults or like I'm 27 and I'd be like yeah by the time I'm 27 I know what I'm doing sure. no you don't know what you're doing <laughs> um, but even parents when they just like say something I'm like well why don't you do this and you're like why i never thought that that was the physical thing that i can do and you're Mm -hmm. just like you know what brilliant but from uh the other advice it sounds like from what just from us chatting just now it sounds like you love characterization and creating a character and then seeing where that goes yeah Um, and i think that that's something that is is like like i said i I love that because i think that characters and people are so fascinating that Mm. there's it can go anywhere. It can go anywhere. If you've got this this character in your head and you know what makes them tick and you know their personality traits or their like, you know, whatever, their little quirks and things like that. Is that how yeah. you is that how you tend to format, you know, sitting down if you think about writing a new piece? 
Yeah, that's exactly, that's almost exactly it. In fact, I don't want to say that I feel like a plot is irrelevant because that's ridiculous, but mm-hmm. it's not nearly as important as I feel like I could watch. I always think in terms of movies, even though we're talking about writing fiction, but I, no, but it's, it's very, it's so similar, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it they're is. Similar, it is. They're it, similar things. I completely get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think every writer kind of wants to write movies. Maybe not like big, huge blockbuster movies. Yeah. But like they want to do their own. You know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. there's, there's, yeah, I almost feel like if the characters are interesting enough, I don't care what genre it is. I don't even really care what's happening. It's just that's what I'm what I'm there for. So, yeah, it almost starts with like, you were talking about kind of people watching earlier. And I think that there's mm-hmm. some, sometimes I'll know, you know, I know this one woman and then I know this one man and I know this one group of people or whatever. And then I find somebody else and I kind of feel like they're all, they all have this sort of thing in common. And then a, an, an amalgamation of those people comes out of it. And I go, I wonder what that type is like, you know? And then um, it's not really too different from just like, being a little kid running around playing pretend. It's not really just by yourself, you know, but it's really kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to yeah, be, no, oh, I'm going to be five then... people today, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm going to be who I want to be. And I will, um, you know, I'll do, you are, you're just playing pretend, aren't you? Cause you're like, yeah. it's like when you grow up and you're like, let's play this game. I will be Mandy and you can be Susan. Like, and you like living this life of these people. And I, I think, I just think it's, yeah, I think that it's so great. And that, I think that's what's the beauty of, of being a writer is that you can do what you want. Like yeah, there are it. no rules really. Mm-hmm. Like as long as it's, as long as it like, it's grammatically okay. Do you know what I mean? Right. There are no rules. Right. And I think, I think that's what's just so, uh, so beautiful. Yeah, no, definitely. It's something that, it's really interesting. This is what I love doing about these author interviews is that you get to meet and talk to so many different writers and learn their writing style. But like it boils down to everybody has their own way of doing things and what yeah. works works. It doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. Which I think is great, but yeah, no, definitely people watching brilliant thing, brilliant way to come up with these, these, these characters. Cause like I said, you just, you pick up people's little quirks and mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, I wonder what, this would be like with this quirk or this personality trait. So I think, yeah, I think it's great. What if if you put Mm -hmm. that person in this situation, what would they do? You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. So you were saying that romantic comedy is not, do you not normally a genre that you touch? Is there a genre that you like really enjoy writing that you want to pursue further as it comes, you know, as, as your, as your writing evolves? Well, I guess they call it psychological fiction. That's what I've heard it called, where it's first-person narrative, mm-hmm. um, usually neurotic people in really difficult situations. So, in the, you know, Near Misses is a little bit of that, too. I fit some of those, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, like, notches. But I, I don't think I'm back. Like I'm working on a Western right now, and uh, it's just another mm-hmm. thing that I, uh, of course, I read a couple of Westerns recently, and I've seen some, and it's a it's a genre that is I got it's another thing where like I'm excited by like all right so what are you gonna do with a western that hasn't been done you know has it is it really but you know there's mm-hmm. always something new to do so I'm working on that now but I I think at some point I'll have to get out of I'll have to write something in third person I guess but I just very much like the idea of being in 
inside someone's mind, you know, when you're reading mm-hmm. it, you're hearing their voice and their internal monologue and how that, cause you get to comment on more than what's just actually happening, but how they're experiencing things, which sort of draws out um, bigger ideas about how people see themselves in the world and how they see the world, you know? So I don't, I don't think that there's like an action or comedy or, or, or romance or whatever it is. I, I imagine it's more about, characters experiencing things so no i don't think i have like a specific thing but i'd like to try mm-hmm. all, all all of them any weird niche i can i'll probably try them all yeah no i think that it's something that as you're exploring not only yourself as a person but yourself as in your profession and in your creative mind and things like that it's definitely all about trying to just see what you like not even like sometimes it's not even like see what works it's see what you like, see what you enjoy. Um, mm. And I, I admire that a lot. It's really nice to, it's really refreshing sometimes to hear that, you know, you're, you're still working on trying everything and, you know, look at you, you've got, you've got a published piece of work, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing an author interview right now. It's like, it's really cool. It's yeah. really cool. But I completely, like I said, it, it makes so much sense. You're saying, oh, I like being inside people's brains. It's like, yeah, all we've done about for the last nearly half an hour is talk about people. Because right. people are interesting and weird and thought processes are crazy brains of weird mushy things in your skull so like you know like it's it's yeah it makes it makes so much sense as i asked that question you're like oh like psychological i was like i was like what like like weird like do you know what i mean like when you look at things you're like that's bonkers but like being inside someone's brain and their thought process and Mm -hmm. yeah definitely it makes so much sense and it's it's yeah i don't know it just makes sense (laughs) And I'm, I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad that that was something that, you know, you said. Yeah, I've also, I've, I've read things where uh, somebody says something and I go, I didn't know that anyone else thought that before, you know? And, it, and when that comes up in fiction, I think it's especially interesting because in a sense it marries you to the rest of the narrative. You know, like if I have a character say something just about how they see, you know, like a family member or just like a, a thing they feel guilty about or a thing they feel elated by, whatever it is. Like, and I go, yeah, I didn't know that other people did that thing. I'm kind of in at that point. I want to see where they're going now, you know, when you identify mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. When, yeah. Fun. When you can identify and you can put yourself, you know, in the, the old, the old trope of you can put yourself in someone else's shoes, like, and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh wait, they think like that as well. That's, that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So outside of being creative, what other hobbies do you have? What What's going on in, in okay. your life? What's something that you, you know, we've obviously, we've spoken about movies and films and things like that, but is there anything else that you just really, even if it's, it doesn't have to be like a regular thing, just mm. even if you get to do it once in a blue moon, you know, it's something that you really enjoy doing. Yeah, I don't, uh, almost all of it's creative. It's kind of, I mean, I do, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I write music too. Um mm-hmm. And I guess I, you know, like I work out and I, you know, there's the dog sitting thing, but pretty much everything I like revolves around creativity and fiction and, mm-hmm. you know, music and film. And I, I, you know, I have my, my own political ideas and stuff. And I listen to some podcasts around that, but like for the most part, I'm just always trying to come back to, I think just learning it just, it sounds so nerdy, but really that is it. That's just what I'm like. I just want to go and do, but I, yeah, I don't think there's any, I don't want to play sports. I don't, um, 
No, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so basically, it, yeah, you are a very creative person is what yeah. we're learning right now. Yeah. I, I think that sometimes, yeah, sometimes being a creative person, it can be so consuming and yeah. you've just got all these ideas in your brain and you've just got mm-hmm. to get them out. And I respect that. I respect, you yeah. know, everybody's got their own thing, but it's really interesting that you write music. So is it like the actual instrument part or is it just vocals and lyrics or what? Talk, talk me through more through about that. So, uh, yeah, so I write, I play the guitar and I sing and I write music and I write, um, I write everything. Uh, and I have, you know, I, it's, it's been a while since I've played out. Um, it's been quite a while, but I, again, during, during quarantine, mm-hmm. you're sort of trying all sorts of different stuff. And so I took a bunch of songs I had laying around and I wrote, uh, I recorded them in garage band, which is, um, great and kind of a nightmare at the same time but i I can do it all myself you know Mm -hmm. and um so yeah so that's another thing but uh i go back and forth between that and writing is sort of my primary outlet and um and it's sort of a struggle to be honest because i kind of i don't know which i should spend more of my time on but i but it seems to go like if i i get into music for a while and i'll I'll, i I started taking guitar lessons actually during the pandemic too Mm -hmm. i've been playing forever but not having any idea what I'm doing. And I know this brilliant, you know, just like fumbling through it. So I knew this brilliant jazz guitar player and I started to learn, um, but like, I'll usually write a couple of songs and then I get dry with that. And so then I write some short stories and then I get dry with that and I go kind of go back and forth. Mm -hmm. I I imagine that's like, that's probably like the dream of like being a creative is that you don't, there's the puppy barking. Um, is that you don't you don't have um just one thing you're like right okay i still have this creative you know flow that i need to get out yeah it's really going for it but you can go to something else and you can um you can still you know you still it's still getting it out of your brain and it's still putting it into the world even if it's into the world and you just keep it for yourself or something like that Mm -hmm. well do you feel like that too as a creative person like this you have to Really, it's like, um, you know, in Harry Potter, when they have like the pensive and they take the wand mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm, take like mm-hmm. the thought out. Sometimes yeah. I do you ever feel like that? Like you just have to, I just have to put this somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I almost, mm-hmm. yeah. No, so I'm the same. Like it's like, um, you know, if, if listeners don't know, um, I'm a content creator as well, full time. Um, and um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes I just throw myself completely into live streaming because I like to talk to people. That's why Mike is like, hey, Megs, you should do the author interviews. Do you like to talk to people? I'm like, yep, I can do that. That's great. Um, But sometimes I like to actually like create a video or create, even if it's just like edit. So a lot of my creativity and creative side of things is video editing and creating videos and things like that. Um, Yeah, it's definitely sometimes you've just got to put something out there, something that you sit. For For me, like my happy place most of the time is sitting I'm like probably sat like a pretzel, like the world's worst posture um, yeah. with Premiere Pro open and just editing something, even if it's just stupid, like just right. I've, I've done something absolutely ridiculous on stream and I'm just going to edit it. And that's yeah. like my happy place because instead of me getting the thought out, it's me just like thinking about something else. But it's it's good because I'm still, like I said, getting that creative energy out because right. when I was in school, I actually wanted to be a writer. Um I can't remember why I stopped, but I like it was something that I really wanted to do growing up. But it's something, like I said, that I completely relate to and understand. And there's so many different avenues uh, as being a creative person, right? Which I think is great. Um, 
but yeah, going back to music as well, is there another question that I've asked already just for something different? Is okay. there a genre with music that you, you find yourself particularly drawn drawn to writing in that sort of style or maybe not necessarily mm. like in a in a box, this is the genre that I like or there's like a, but a style that yeah. you, know, you tend to write for? I try to branch out with that, but it sort of ends up becoming, it's sort of uh, maybe with music, um, I don't know. I don't know what it is with music because maybe it's a little more, it's less logical. Um, mm-hmm. it's a little, but it, I, I, <laughs> I try to do a couple different, I listen to everything and everybody says that. Right. But I mean, I, I, I listen to, uh, like I listen to jazz, weird jazz. I listen to, um, weird electronic music and indie music and hip hop. And I, you know, but when I write, it all seems to kind of come out sort of in this wheelhouse of like, sort of folky bluesy with a little bit of like you know a little bit broken and rusty around the edges like um i don't know what they call it in america they call it like um uh like alt country you know yeah so I don't know yeah, if you that know. Would, yeah that makes sense so, something like that with a little more um overdrive and louder drums probably <laughs> that seems <laughs> lots to be of noise it. yeah i love that yeah love yeah that. So, yeah that's a good way to put it like a Lots of noise on top of it, on top of a pop, yeah. sort of popping melody. Yeah. Oh, that's great! Honestly, I, I like. I, I'm just fascinated in just as as a just me as an individual. Sorry, listeners, um, I'm asking all the questions that I want to hear the answer to. Um, but they, uh, yeah, I'm interested in like I've, I'm fascinated by people's process of things. Mm-hmm. Like I love the the i the process of because it, like it goes back to like a saying like oh I think like that sometimes or Oh yeah. no, I've never thought of thinking like that before. So it's great. Well, yeah. And music is the most mysterious, I think on that level. Cause I can't tell you where the hell that comes from, you know, like with mm-hmm. st- stories, I could say, Oh, I have this question you know, that comes to me about what would this person do in this situation? And I kind of like this person and what if they were like this? And, but with music, it's just, I'm not, I don't, I can't, and I, I don't, I've never found anybody that can explain it really well where you just, sort of sit down and you just kind of go to some place in your mind that's sort of like self-hypnosis, I think. And then things kind of start happening. And so that's, that's another, uh, maybe similar output in a lot of ways, but it's another, it's a very different process. It's very, I don't know. It's really strange. It's like going into your own subconscious and getting lost in there for a while. And then you come back out. You're like, I found this thing. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this. I did it. Please take a listen, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's beautiful. I think it's amazing. So we will wrap up here after, uh, after chatting about people, music, Mm -hmm. dogs, being creative. Um, Where can listeners find anything else from you? Whether it's your Twitter or your, (laughs) I know, right? Just plug yourself. If you've got anything to plug, plug it, put it out there in the world. It's funny because I read because uh, I was I this is the only thing it's published so <laughs> Night Shift Radio is where you're gonna go to find <laughs> my um, my uh, uh, writing um, that's it so far but for for music now that we're talking about that I did the the project I have is called Heist Picture and um, mm-hmm. I have an Instagram account under that name and I'm on YouTube as well. And there's, there's maybe like 10 or 12 songs on there that are worth checking out. But for fiction, um, hopefully there's going to be a lot more in the next couple of months. I'm sending things out like crazy. Um, 
But yeah, I would look for me under heist picture, but not going to find too much just yet, but hopefully soon. Big things are coming. They'll they'll yeah. come. They'll come. We we know. <laughs> exactly. We know. We know. We know that. Now the now the now that the world's over to go again, circling yep. right back around. Uh, yep. Your brain, you'll it'll it'll come out and just go bleh on the page, yeah. and it'll be great. That's what I sense too. But yeah, exactly. So thank you so much for chatting. And uh, I just my brain just turned off. Should we try that again? <laughs> thank you so yeah. much for talking to me. I really appreciate that. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Max. This was great.